The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another edition of WCBA, powered by, of course, Evergy. Ebony had to do some real work today, so I'm going to hold it down for you. First, thank you for listening. And don't forget to like us, love us, share us. We truly appreciate it. Today, we are excited to have my friend. We've known each other for. I'll say a few years. I'm not going to say way back because we're younger than you think we are. (laughs) So, But this is a special edition of Journey Unseen. We have the one and only, my friend, my dear friend. I said that already, right? My dear friend, Vera Bothner. Welcome to the show. Don, thank you. It is just, (laughs) whenever I see you, it is a good day. Whenever I see you. Oh, shucks. Oh, my God. How are we going to do a podcast in addition to it? Yeah. I was thinking about this. I said, oh, this is going to be off the chain. (laughs) Journey Unseen is a three-part series that features women community leaders, and they share their unknown stories. So you're going to have to tell some unknown stories, Vera. Oh, man. Okay. About your career journey. And it's it's a beautiful journey. So uh, let's get into it. The Unseen Journey of Vera Bothner. Tell us about yourself. I want, tell us all, <laughs> everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly, if you have to. Oh, my word. I love it. You know, every once in a while, and I tell this story when I speak with college students or young professionals, um, I wanted to be a clinical psychologist that that serve children. That's what I wanted to do. That's what I went to college to do. And I got into my fourth year of being, and this is not going to surprise you one bit, but the Uber uh, psychology student doing all the undergrad research and all the, I mean, just doing everything. Just just try, that overachiever <laughs> stupidness. That you just can't, you know, that's just in you and you can't help it. And oh my God. I got to that final semester of that final year, and I realized I didn't want to do it. My mother still remembers me calling home just sobbing, you know? That was back in the days when you actually had to go find a phone to to, to call somebody (laughs) and just crying. And then I read this description of public relations and communications literally at the career place. And it, it wasn't it was it was about people. It was about making change. It was about working with others to figure out how to listen and uh, create I- ideas and make ideas happen. And and I immediately went, that's it. That's it. So I, I tell students all the time, I fell into a career I dearly, dearly love. And so, you know, my path was 
definitely not what I thought it would be, but it's the one that was supposed to be. And, and how we leave ourselves open to that is, to me, that's the key. Excellent. Excellent. So tell us your entrepreneurial story, how you go from your clinical psychologist. Is that what <laughs> yes, you said? Yes. Okay. I want to make sure my ears were right. <laughs> clinical psychologist to the Vera Bothner of the day. Tell us that journey. So I, um, I'd already, I already had my bachelor's. I essentially walked across the stage at K-State with my bachelor's in psychology and immediately started back at K-State. And I added 30 hours in journalism slash public relations communications. That but is how did you get there? I, I mean, I, did, I, I, for some reason, how did you pivot? I knew, I knew, I knew that I wanted to work with people. And as I got into the communications part of the classroom work, I also realized that the strategy part of it was the part that I loved. I was a decent writer. I've become a better writer over time, just like anything, you've got to use the skills to be able to get there. But I was a decent writer. I would have never been able to be a working journalist who had to meet a deadline every day who, you know, I, I could have never, ever done that. But I knew that I liked the strategy of communications. What's, what's our end goal? What's the outcome that we want? How do we, how do we get there? And how do we how do we listen to people to be able to figure out how we all get there together? And and I had no idea. I mean, I still remember the one of the I, I applied all I applied all over Wichita because because my better half, I should my better half Jim was already living here. Not better three fourths. He's my better three fourths okay. for sure. Um, <laughs> he's my better three fourths for sure, and he was already living here, and I knew I wanted to be here. I a few years after I. Um, started working here, I looked back at my, you know, my applications and I'd applied to Gene Dickinson at the chamber. It's, oh, whoa. It's so funny wow. to go back and look. <laughs> and what's, what's really funny is that one of my dear colleague friends now, uh, Katura Austin, she, she ended up working at the chamber, oh, um, wow. right about that same time. Um, so I, I ended up with, with the job at the Wichita Symphony. I got that job with two weeks in the semester left, um, I had never, I was a Western Kansas farm girl. I had never been to a symphony concert. <laughs> the very first symphony concert I went to was the one I'd been promoting all summer. And, and I still remember, and, and he's passed now, but my, my first professional boss, Mitch Berman, said, don't worry about not knowing about the symphony. That's what we're experts in. Mm. You're, you're an expert, and I wasn't. I was straight out of school. He said, but you know how to market, you know how to communicate, you know how to work with people. And so it was a great first job because I had to do everything. I was everything from volunteer coordinator to, you know, putting the program together to, um, oh, I bought advertising, which is insane. <laughs> I bought advertising. Um, I had to do it all. And it was an incredible introduction to the Wichita community and I was, I, I was able to work with people who were on that board or who were the young professionals at the time um, serving in a, in a volunteer capacity. I was able to work with them the rest of my career here, which is incredible. Wow. Just incredible. And from that, I got a job at um, Sullivan Higdon and Sink mm -hmm. and spent seven, eight years there just 
having the most incredible learning experience of all of really learning how different clients think. I bet I worked with 50, definitely more than 50 clients there, including the chamber. Susie Allstrand was one of my very first clients. (laughs) Susie Allstrand. And one of my very first projects was helping announce the plan for Old Town. Oh, okay. And and, I mean, I think back on that and, you know, my boss at the time was telling me what I needed to do and this and that. And I, and I look back and I look back at those, those photos and I look back at what Old Town has become and I go, that's, that's what making a difference makes. That's, that's that from an idea and from a visual to celebrating today. I mean, there was one restaurant, the pasta mill. We didn't even have <laughs> heroes yet. That's the pasta right. mill. That's right. Bugsburg came pretty soon, but but it was it was literally mostly abandoned right. warehouses. So it's so bizarre to to still feel like that young person who just announced Old Town, but also go, man, that was that was twenty five years ago, right? And the difference that that makes. So how did you get to make the decision? You know, I'm going to hang up my own shingle. And do this. <clears throat> I started having kids, which is often so. Let's talk about the the journey of women for a little bit. I had my second child, and I desperately at SHS tried to go part time, mm. and I was the fa- I was the fail, not them. They were wonderful about it, but I could not tell clients no. Mm. I could not tell myself no. So even though I tried to go part time, I still was working more than full-time hours. I always laugh. I say I negotiated <laughs> I negotiated part, part-time pay for more than full-time work. <laughs> not, my, not my most brilliant moment, Don. So, so Tammy Bradley had been one of my clients at the Kansas Health Foundation. We had done this incredible um, take it outside campaign about not, this seems so, so amazing now today that we had to do this, but at the time it was radical to think, don't smoke around your children. Don't, Mm. don't take your, take your secondhand smoke outside. Wow. That was a radical thought. So we were working with the Kansas health foundation and Tammy had told me, she said, if part-time at the, at SHS doesn't work, give me a call. And I, again, I was the fail and I, we were, I, I remember we were in a meeting. Um, actually, we were listening to a speaker and I wrote her a note that said, I'm ready to talk. And so um, that, was, that nice. was when I went and became a consultant to them. And I was technically Bothner Public Relations. I had maybe about three other clients a year, but I really gave the Kansas Health Foundation um, most of my time, I, I took Fridays off so the kids and I could have a three-day weekend and do something other than the laundry. Right. Because that's one of the things that we all know as, as working parents. And I think we need to start thinking about it as working parents, parents. not as working mothers. Right. You, you've got to have some margins. And I've done a really horrible job with that my entire life, except for when the kids were little. And I made sure that we had margins so that we could enjoy each other and we could go to a park and we could go to the zoo and we could, I, I've, I've often laughed that I've helped with all these nonprofits in town. And I, I haven't always taken as much time as I should to enjoy the fruits of what we all collectively have managed to create here in Wichita. Right. So, um, so yeah, I did that. Tammy, I was a consultant to Tammy. I, I always love to say, especially with her staff, she assembled an incredible staff there. It was great because I was I was the aunt and not the mom. 
Okay. I loved being with those people. They were so incredible. And they, they are some of, um, some very, very good friends today. Not, I mean, Tammy's my business partner, but, um, that's where I, um, met and Tammy hired Kara Cleaver who has her own business and does mm-hmm. incredible work. Right. So that's where I really added, I, I had a lot of the community, but I added a lot more of the community theory to my tool chest, if you will, while I was doing that. And the kids were young and, and, um, it was, it was great. And then, and then at, um, about seven years into that, six, seven years into that, Tammy was ready for her next step and I was ready for my next step. And it was clear we needed to step together. I, I mean, Excellent. We'd known each other by that time as both client and closer in consultant client relationship. And so 17 years ago, we said, you know what, let's put this Bothner and Bradley idea into, into in play. Yeah. Excellent. I appreciate you sharing the story. I mean, for the four people in Wichita that don't know you, <laughs> They needed to have that back backstory. So um, let's talk about you. Okay. Define leadership for us, Vera Bothner style. Wow, what a great question, Don. You know, leadership is, and this is this is truly off the top of my head because I don't have a I don't have a textbook definition. To me, leadership is not waiting for someone else. It's it's mm. not sitting on the sidelines and saying somebody should. It's having that idea and saying, I'm going to get in the game and part of this is up to me. And then when it's not your issue, when it's not your idea, cheering on from the sidelines. Whoa, that's, yeah. And and not to not have constructive, I'm not even going to call it criticism because I've, I've learned over time what it is, is it's, it's enough constructive support and help from from the knowledge you've built up without the baggage. It's easy when you've been in one job or in one community for a long time to just have the baggage and to let that get in the way of what can happen. Leadership is knowing I've got this baggage, but that person, that person can make this happen and I can share these three lessons with them and then I can cheer rather than rather than criticize because we all have too much criticism in our lives. What we need are more leaders and more cheerleaders. Agreed. Agreed. What was one problem or issue or challenge that you had to overcome over your journey? Well, there's been so many more than one, Don. How do I choose one? (laughs) Whatever. Um, you know, I would say, you know what? I really, I don't know that this is truly one. I'm trying not to do the typical, oh, you know, perfectionism is my, you know. No, I want the real Vera. (laughs) You know what? It probably was not always being able to, it's not, it's, it's not something I had to overcome, but it's something I had to realize about myself. How about that? Because I will tell you, I had the most amazing mentors. I had the most amazing people. I I never felt I had to overcome anything other than maybe always, this was my own issue, feeling like the Western Kansas farm girl, you know? Um, But even then I, I was able to, for whatever reason, show up. And I, I think be genuine Okay. And and not try to be who I wasn't. I never wanted to be nor tried to be anything other than, you know, v- 
Vera McMinnemy Bothner from Ashland, technically Sitka, Kansas. And there's a <laughs> bunch of people out there who already know where that is, which is stunning. Um, it, I think the one thing I did have to overcome is I realized that I was never the person that had the vision. Really? No. Isn't that surprising? I think that does surprise people about me. I don't have the vision, but man, I recognize people when they do. And and hmm. I am able to help clear obstacles out of their way to get to that vision. Now, it means we're okay. going to have to have some hard okay. conversations. Okay, I'm with you now. You, I got, you see, I see it? Okay. I don't have the vision, but, but boy, when the person who had the vision for tech education, because 20 years ago, when Tammy and I first got into business, technical education, we didn't have anything close to WSU Tech. Correct. We didn't have what Dr. Utash Correct. and her team have created. That has come from the, the vision and the germs and the seeds that a bunch of people right here in this chamber room created mm -hmm. over, over time, including yep. Ron Holt yep. and, and plenty of other names we all recognize. Right. That was a seven-year journey for Tammy and I early on in our, that was wow. one of our first big clients was um, Kansas Technical Training Initiative. And it was all about how do we raise not just the level of technical education in the community, but create the structure and the vision for it. And it was an incredible journey that changed every two to three months based on where we were going. I didn't have that vision, but the people who did, I helped them get there. You helped them get there, exactly, because now tech is cool. Now Going, tech is cool. I mean, so, yeah. You look at what's happening, that is exactly the vision that was. And and another another example of that, Don, and, is Jeff Fleur with Downtown Wichita. Mm -hmm. So when Jeff Fleur first came to Wichita, I remember I kept reading about him and thought, who is this Jeff Fleur right, guy? Right, right. And then Susie Allstrand, who is one of the most connected best people, has made more things happen in this community than anyone will ever realize, said, Vera, let's, let's, let's meet with Jeff. We want to talk. And then we got, of course, Cheryl Wolford involved, mm -hmm. and we got all these other people involved. And the next thing we know, in the middle of a recession, Jeff Fleur had the vision. We needed a downtown plan. Right. We needed a master plan. And Susie and <laughs> I would <laughs> be like, here's the obstacles. We're in the middle of a recession. We have a new city manager. Um, we just bit by bit, just overcame those obstacles and the community itself developed a downtown master plan that now 10, you know, 10 years, it's now 11 years, right. a billion dollars of investment. Yeah. So yeah. that wasn't my vision. That was Jeff Fleur's, but man, I could see he had it and, and I could help him overcome the obstacles and create the energy to get there. And that to me, that's, it's not something I had to overcome, but it's something I had to realize about myself. Wow. That is so, so cool. W one quick question before we go to break. Do you have any insecurities as a leader? Oh, my word. How many insecurities <laughs> do you have to <laughs> Give me one. <laughs> um, oh, man. I, I do think like, I do think like a lot of women and like a lot of men, I think it is hard not to have an imposter syndrome feeling okay. that every time, you know, every time you show up, every time I show up to, it's, it's gotten better over the last few years, but especially when you're young, it is hard to show up and not think, oh my word, this issue, this idea, this challenge is so big. Do I, can I do it? And then bit by bit, it's just like anything else, bit by bit, bit by bit, working with great people. It never happens by yourself. 
bit by bit, right. getting the right crowd around you, the right team around you, you're able to, to get it done. So that's one of my many insecurities. Got to pay some bills, so let's take a break and hear from our sponsors, and we will be back shortly with the unseen journey of Vera Bothner. Severe weather. Whether it's hail, wind, rain, or snow, storms can cause damages, inconveniences, and sometimes even power outages. At Evergy, we're committed to providing safe, reliable energy. And in the event of an outage, our linemen work tirelessly to restore your power as quickly and as safely as possible. And with tools like our outage map and real-time updates, we're with you every step of the way. Visit Evergy.com stay safe to learn more. By celebrating our differences and developing an awareness of our unconscious biases, we can build the cultural competence to better understand our coworkers and clients. BKD CPAs and Advisors is working to build an inclusive environment where everyone is empowered and unique perspectives are valued. Visit bkd.com to learn more about BKD, our culture, and how our Sky Diversity Initiative aims to create a level playing field for everyone. Martin Pringle is a proud supporter of the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce Journey Unseen program and of Wichita women who are moving business forward, building women up, and forging their own path. Learn more at martinpringle.com. The Journey Unseen program is brought to you by Fidelity Bank. Our next move will shape the future of Wichita. Let's lean into the challenges and believe in the promise that progress holds. Together, we move bravely onward. Delta Dental of Kansas is proud to support the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce as they continue to provide opportunities for connection, advancement, learning, and support for the community with series like Journey Unseen. We are back with Vera Bothner, Bothner and Bradley, and uh, we're talking about her unseen journey. And I uh, got a few more questions. Thank you still for sticking around. I thought you'd probably leave during, <laughs> during the break. But... I would never leave you, Dawn. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, my God. You're like this Energizer bunny. I mean, you're always around. Just You're always happy. How do you recharge as a leader? Oh, that's a great question. So one of the things I have to do is, and, and this does surprise people, um, I have to have alone time. I I spend so much energy during the day mm -hmm. that my evening, I rarely get on the phone. <laughs> I, I, I rarely, I, if, if I had my wish in the evening, other than um, every once in a while, drinks with just fabulous friends, I, you would find me very happily um, laying in the hammock, reading a book. If it's nice out, I love to get lost in books, watching something with Jim and the kids. We're just now in that kind of the, you know, the kids are out on their own. So Jim and I are, you know, going to be able to catch up on the hundreds of shows that we know we will love. I love that. I love that time. And I've learned about myself. In fact, I laughed. I said a couple of weekends ago, I said, I said, I had my introverted weekend. So I can now have, <laughs> I can now have my weekend with people. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So that's, I, I have to recharge that Excellent. way. And, and it's, it's also about getting out of my own head. And that's what is great about books. There is nothing better than, and I read a lot. I'll read fiction because it's about getting out of my world and into somebody else's world. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. My head is not that interesting. <laughs> Whatever. 
You are the Vera Bothner. Trust me. How would you define this moment in your leadership journey? Oh, man, that is a great Right here, question. right now. Mr. Sherman, that is a great <laughs> question. Um, you know, I think like a lot of people, I think that, you know, a pandemic, and might I say, Tammy and I have had the pleasure of working with a lot of public health people over the years, and it kind of cracks me up. They have told us for years, for decades, we knew that a pandemic was coming. Really? We They have said this for years. There were plans years ago when I was a consultant to the Kansas Health Foundation. Right. It was after, I can't remember, after SARS or one of them. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that was all the rage, planning for the pandemic. So um, it's, it is funny. They told us it was coming. It still caught me off guard. But I think in, in my journey right now, I think just like anything, just like everybody else, it's made me go where do I really want to spend my time? I have so much interest in so many issues. Our clients are incredible. Our opportunities are there. Now, where do I spend my time and how do I do that intentionally as opposed to what happens to be next? Okay. Because I tend to have lots of interests and I think at this point in my journey, I would really like to figure out how do I focus those interests? And then the other part of it, and this I'm just have always loved, um, learning from others. And that's the next generation of leaders too. So in many ways, it's not about them learning from me. It's about me learning from them. And then together, man, I, I am so excited about what could happen. Because they're incredible. And, you know, Tammy's and my, our logo is a torch. And Bill Gardner did mm-hmm. that for us 17 years ago. Bill because Gardner. he said, oh yeah, he said, you carry a torch for your clients' issues. And I think we also wow. carry a torch for the community and the people that we work with. I mean, how do you not just love working with young people who have the energy and who, you know, combine with just a few lessons that don't let it weigh you down, but let it inform you on how you go forward? That's so good to hear. I mean, there's at least 200 reasons why I'm your biggest cheerleader. (laughs) But (laughs) the deal is, I mean, just like you said about talking with the youth, I mean, you mentor folks. I mentored a lot of young Thundercats, I call them. But I always say if you mentor right, you're being mentored back. You know, and that's, you know, so I'm glad you co-signed on that for me because that's I love why we it. get and along. And I'm going to come up with a name because Thundercats <laughs> is awesome. So I'm coming up with some sort of a name. Nice. Uh, this is one. I love asking this of you. You have a biography. What would the title of the book be? <laughs> so Tammy... <laughs> Tammy said this years ago, and it's absolutely stuck, and we do tell this to people. So Tammy says the biography, my biography would be titled uh, The Unscripted Truth. I'm sorry, The Scripted Truth. The Scripted Truth. The Scripted Truth, because we are going to absolutely tell the truth, but we are going to script it while we do it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. (laughs) And some of that came out of just, and I don't manage as many crises anymore um, as I used to, but man, if if you're managing a crisis, you're going to tell the truth, but you're going to have, you're going to know how you're intentionally going to tell the truth. Right. Yeah. I've seen you do that in action. That's, that's pretty cool. (laughs) All right. This biography has a a movie. (laughs) Who's going to play the Vera Bothner? 
Well, I don't know. Mm-mm. That's not an answer. You're not um, getting away with that one. So this is when I always lose names. I always lose names. Um, Carrie Washington. Can it be Carrie Washington? So she is the person who played Olivia on um, Scandal. Scandal. Okay. And I had never watched Scandal until one of my dear colleague and they were both somebody I volunteered with, and I also did a project for them. Um, her husband started calling me Olivia. And every time I would get on the phone with her, I would hear in the background, he would go, is that Olivia on the phone? Yeah. So I watched I watched some scandal. You watched some scandal. And let me just say, I would like to be Carrie Washington. And so I would really like her to play me in the that movie. That would be cool. Yeah, I, I could see that. Because she can drink a lot of wine and she can eat a lot of popcorn and she wears white and she never gets anything on that white. And she is, she's, she's, she had it going. And can extinguish a fire, huh? And she could. In fact, there's times when I had to tell myself, you need to harness your inner Olivia. And it kind of gave me a little courage to do that. <laughs> Excellent. See, that was, see, you thought you was going to get off, but that's cool. Carrie Washington, that's all right. I shared this earlier. I'm not trying to brag about but yeah, I am. I'm trying to brag that I know Vera for a long time. So, no, we were in the Wichita Business Journal. 40 under 40, the inaugural class, which was the, the only class, the best class. <laughs> so we set the tone. And it was clearly just two years ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when and we bl- were definitely under 40 then, Don. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those were the days. Anyway, come back, Don, come back. I want to go over the roster of folks oh my who goodness. was in that class, and you can say something, or I'm just going to keep um, reading until you say uncle. Craig Anderson. Oh, my word. He At then, yeah. he was uh, UMB Bank. Now he's at Equity Bank, yes. if I remember right. Talked to him a couple weeks ago. Matt Arst, he was at Goldsmiths yes. back in the day. And uh, Goldsmiths, I don't know when they left, but they're no longer here. Uh, Carol Beyer from Folsom Seifkin. Yes. Walter Berry. Yes. Berry Companies. Some late. Vera Boffner. <laughs> Sullivan, Higdon, and Sink back then, but she got her own shingle now. Uh, Melvin Carter, he was with the Boys and Girls Club back then. I remember Melvin. I have to say the late John Clevenger with Commerce Bank. I tell you, that just breaks my heart. I served on I served on three different boards with John and his leadership. Yeah. I I tell you, just an incredible leader. Yeah. Yeah. That was just that was heartbreaking. That was heartbreaking. Uh, Katie Kramer from United Way. Why, Katie Kramer, Dora. Look Dora, at that. okay. I was wondering if that yes. was a Dora. Yeah, okay, yeah. Now okay. at Mark Arts. Yeah, exactly. Doing big things over there. Jeff DeGraffenried from Holston uh, and Seifkin. Jeff. We just love Jeff. C.R. Hall. Oh, my Definitely. word. I didn't realize C.R. was in that class. Yeah. I yeah. only met him in the last few years. Yeah. What a... Yeah. What an incredible Hall's person. Culligan. Yeah. Poncho Hall, he's not here, but he, he was with Pepsi. He went on to do something else at Pepsi. Marcy Hess, Downtown Wichita Association. Wow, that's a name I haven't heard for a while. Okay. Kenneth Jack, uh, yes. Davis and Jack, J.V. Johnston. J.V. Johnston. <laughs> Johnston Clothiers. Uh, Greg Clenda. Yeah. With Clenda et al. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And Foley Connectney. Oh, man. <laughs> <I did> <laughs> Oh, man. And now I got to pull this closer to me because I can't read it. Somebody named George Lahan? What? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, man. With uh, Bradley Fair, of course. John Lewis. He was the dentist. He's Walter's brother. Yes. Cat named Steve Onken. Who? (laughs) Emprise Bank, now at the Cedric County Zoo. And has just, what he's done at the zoo is incredible. Yeah, he's killing it. Roger Ramsire. I didn't know he was in our group, but he... uh, he was with Coke then. Now he's at Cox doing big things, I think, in yeah. o- Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. This is a trip. Scott Redler, Timberline, Freddie's. Oh, my word. <laughs> I did not <laughs> <He> was... <laughs> remember that. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I guess there's you and I, and then there's Scott. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, some guy named Don Sherman. He, he's in there. <laughs> Dave Wells with Key Construction. Oh, my word. Uh, James Wiebe. And last but not least... Cheryl Wolford. I knew that. I knew that was the last W coming. I love it. Our dear friend Cheryl. Our dear friend Cheryl. Just, I tell you. And and the incredible thing is there's so many other names that have come since then. Correct. That have been so incredible. And that is the great thing about Wichita. That's a great thing about the chamber. That's a great thing about just this community of people who care. And all those names who have made such a difference. Well, at least 39 of the 40 have. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for uh, coming through, Vera. I just wanted to share that list with you. I mean, it's been, it was 1998. I'm trying to do my math. Is that 23? No. 23 years-ish? 23 years. Yeah. So you set the tone. We're trying to, we're trying to keep up with you. (laughs) Thank you for coming through. Truly appreciate you. Anytime. You already know that though. I, I, Don, I will go anywhere you want me to go. Vera, shucks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's our show for today. Thank you, Vera, for coming through, for telling your unseen journey exclusively here on the WCBA. Friends, we drop a new episode every Wednesday morning. So don't forget to like us, love us, share us. So until next time, peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at wichitachamber.org.